0: You can go week after week, day after day without studying the scriptures. There's something wrong. You make sure you get their shows in it, but God wants us to desire the glory of his word, the light of his word.
1: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of K.L.
0: thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. Think through my mind, speak through my lips. Grant unto me your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. Father, grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glorious of your glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. We give your name, glory, and honor in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Um, I'm excited about sharing today what I believe the Lord will have me to share, um, and I believe that this will impact you for eternity. Um, how many know that eternity is right before us? Uh, if you, if you live to be 120, and it's a rare thing nowadays
2: for people to live to be 120, um, that's not a long time compared to eternity. Think about forever.
0: <laughs> forever. I mean, it's on and on and on and on. So even if you live to be 120, I don't want to have a lot of regrets of not living my life to the max for Jesus. And, and I I want to, I feel like I talk about eternity a lot. Uh, I feel like I talk about it too much, but the Lord said not enough. (laughs) And, um, and, and God wants to raise up more eternally minded people, uh, because eternity awaits all of us and, and time waits for no person. We're running against eternity right now, and and we're gonna slip out of this world just like that. And so um, I know we didn't complete 2 Timothy chapter four, but uh, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it, we'll get to it. Glory to God. Um, Just a review of last week, um, uh, not last sermon, but on Friday, the youth came out and we talked about why obey your parents and parents just don't understand um, what's the subtitle. And, of course, they, they knew nothing about that. That's Will Smith. That's when I was a teenager. Um, it's just like parents just don't understand. Where is this coming from? But um, how many of y'all remember that song? Okay, yeah, parents just don't understand. Um, and, and we talked about uh, submitting to authority and how God gives you um, 18 years. He's training kids for 18 years to learn how to obey him. So you have 18 years to learn obedience. And you learn obedience through the things that you suffer. And so we talked about attitudes and when parents tell you what to do. And we saw in the scripture in Deuteronomy, you heard about this, and how that when a rebellious son will um, come against their parents, they would bring it and the parents couldn't control them. They would bring it before the elders of the city. And then they would take the kid and put him in, the, in like a... Um, like a deep hole, and they would took these, what we call stones, but it's not really stones like we know stones, but these are big bricks, and they would just stone them to death to get, get rid of rebellious kids. That's pretty profound. That, that'll clean up a, that cleaned up a, a society real quick. <laughs> and so um, that's, in, that's in the Bible, Deuteronomy 21. And so God commanded that. For a rebellious, and that's how much he thinks about rebellion. Rebellion is a a serious thing in the sight of God. And and I talk to the kids about how, and I'm in my sermon, by the way. I talk to the kids about that you're always going to have somebody telling you what to do. So for the first 18 years of your life, you have your parents. And then if you decide to go to college, you have somebody telling you what to do. The school will tell you what to do right? They have the RA and different things will tell you what to do. And then if you get an internship, that supervisor will tell you what to do. And then the kids even said that once you get a job, your supervisor and your boss will tell you what to do. And then somebody even said HR will tell you what to do. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you who said that. And And then you get married and your spouse tells you what to do. And then And then um, Elijah (laughs) said, your pastor tells you what to do. So you're always going to have somebody telling you what to do. So you'll never get in this place of you're totally independent of somebody telling you. So we all need to be submitted to authority. Amen? Amen. So um, that's what we talked about, um, training, and how Jesus was even um, submitted to his parents at Luke chapter 2. Let's go over there. Uh, the name of my, my sermon is it call, it's called Progressing in the Spirit. Everybody say Progressing in, the Spirit. Progressing in the Spirit. All right, Luke chapter 2, and let's look at verse 41. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And he, when he was 12 years old, everybody said 12. 12. Okay, 12 is not a long time. You know, you think about people who are 12. Um, when he was 12, years old, they went up according to custom, and when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy, if I say the boy, boy. Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, and his parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey, but then they began to search for him among their relatives, among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. Notice, they went three days without knowing where this boy was. So imagine him, you, you going on a family vacation, a family reunion, and you're on a cruise, and they stop at Turk, Turk, right? Grand Turks, Grand Turks, Grand Turks. And they leave you behind because you're, they think you're with your cousin, and say, you're thinking, they're thinking that you're staying in the cabins with your cousins. And they realize three days into it, that you're not, nowhere to be found. That's what happened with Jesus. All right, let's, let's find out That's what happened. And, um, it, it, and then they found him, verse 48. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, asking them questions. Notice this. Um, growing up, they used to teach that Jesus at 12 was preaching. I personally don't think that a 12-year-old boy have anything to teach. I personally, I'm not saying that uh, 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 God can't use kids and God can't prophesy through kids and God can't use them to be a mouthpiece. But I don't think that uh, a kid needs to be in a leadership position in the church. I'm just going to throw that out there. All right. Um, And so this 12 year old kid, Jesus, who is God in the flesh, if anybody had a reason that could probably teach at 12, would be Jesus because he's seen some things. But the Bible, and growing up, they used to say 12-year-old Jesus was out preaching. But actually, he wasn't. He was in his father's house asking questions. And they were astonished at what, of his understanding. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother, his mother said to him, okay, let's go, sorry, three days, they found him in the temple, sitting Among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And the King James says, you know, Mary approached Jesus and Jesus says, do you not know, um, you know, where have you been, boy? And Jesus responded, do you not know that I was about my father's business? The father's business at the age of 12 is for that 12 year old to listen and ask questions. There's a time to talk and there's a time to listen and ask questions. And Jesus at, as a boy was listening and asking questions. All right. That, that, that was profound to me. And it says, and when his parents saw him, oh, verse 47, and all who heard him were amazed at his what? Understanding in his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were stopped. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And it really wasn't his father. That was his stepfather. And yet Jesus, uh, Mary, recognized Joseph as his father. So those who got stepkids realize that's your kid. You're raising them, right? You're feeding them. Um, and it goes on. It and says, and he, said, and, he, and he said, behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. Verse 49. And he said to them, why were you looking for me? This is Jesus, the boy. Did you not know that I must be, by, be in my father's house? He says, you know, I got a greater calling than to be among you is to be in my father's house. This is Jesus speaking. And they did not understand the sin that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was what? Submissive to them and his mother treasured. Up all these things in, his heart, in our heart. And Jesus increased in what? In wisdom and in his stature and in favor with God and man. And so the key to, to these things is submission. And so Jesus was submitted to his parents. And that leads me to the title of the sermon Progressing in the Spirit. Everybody say, Progressing in the Spirit. Go to Hosea chapter 6. Hosea Hosea chapter 6. This was a pretty hard message to to receive from the Lord. I I wanted to finish up 2 Timothy and just had a pause in it. And I I want to encourage you to progress, to progress in the spirit. And I'm not talking about being goofy or flaky. um, There's some Christians who are flaky. Um, There's people who are crazy, fruity, or um, it, you know, in a sense that, that there's not, and I'm not trying, I know politically incorrect. I mean, you, you got to forgive me because I'm just going to give you like what I get it, how I get it. Um, th- there's elevators doesn't go all the way to the top and there's some things missing. But Jesus doesn't want his people to be peculiar in that sense, but to be set apart. Hosea chapter six, verses one through three, it says, come, let us return to the Lord. All right, let's stop there. I do believe the Lord wants this house to return to him, to, to return to him. Um, there are some things that he spoke to me a couple of days ago um, that was earth shout, I mean, that was really um, sobering, fearful. And then some things last night he spoke to me and then some things this morning. And the Lord wants us to return to him. He says, come, let us return to the Lord. How, how, how is it that we're 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 not with the Lord? I'm saved, yes, but we need to return to the Lord. Um, either you are regressing or you progressing. Sometimes people are regressing. There's no standstill in this walk of faith. You you're either pressing in or the pressure is pressing into you. Either you're pressing into the things of God. Or the things of this world is pressing into you. Like demons, he he loved this world too much. And I want to encourage us. I want to exhort us and rebuke us into a place of pressing in. Pressing in. Return to the Lord. For he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on, everybody say press on, on. to know the Lord. (laughs) He's going out as sure as the dawn, and he will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains, as the spring rains that water the earth. God wants to tear, he wants to mess with us. He doesn't want to destroy us, but he wants to mess with our comfortable life. And God is calling us as a church, as a body, and even the body of Christ at large, is to progress in the things of God. Um, I want to stir you up this morning, and not—it's not so much as much as an expository preaching, but a uh, teaching. But it's—it's it's kind of like a preaching, prophetic thing that God is calling this house to a place of progression, um, out with the old and in with the new, and we got to get rid of some wrong thinking. There's too many people in the body of Christ who are taking the things of God lightly. We we take the offerings of the Lord lightly and the tithes of the Lord lightly. We take the, the gathering of the saints lightly and we take even prayer lightly and the studying of the scriptures and even fasting lightly. We take our, you know, it's amazing how people will honor somebody and celebrate somebody if they move across the country and even across the world for $20,000 or $40,000, right? How many know somebody who moved across the country or across the world for some money? Come on, raise your hand. Let me see your hands. They got a promotion or something. But then if somebody moves across the country, across the world for a church, the first thing comes to your mind is cult. Something's wrong with that picture. And I believe that we should put spiritual things on a higher priority. Yes. And that we, 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 we should sacrifice. God will lead you to the less paying job for some souls. You do understand that, right? That God is not always, sometimes He has to decrease you to increase you. And so you gotta be open to whatever the Spirit of God says. And I, have um, the Lord has spoken some things that were very challenging to me, it, uh, once again, I know that there's a, a great emphasis of the love of God, and we know that the love God loves us, but God will not always speak nice things to our flesh, right. and there will be some things that will be discomfort, and he, he will call us out on the carpet and and there's some there's some hidden things and 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 I heard a woman of God say re- recently to me. She said, "I would never sit under the pastor who could a pastor who, who, who couldn't see." And so, one of the things that you should pray for me as the pastor who serves here is for my eyes to be open. Eyes to be open. We, we, you don't want the leader to be blinded because if the leader is blinded, then the people are blinded. And so, we 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 don't want to be have our eyes open by the Spirit of God. And I'm telling you, He's coming to us. Yes, his omnipresent, he's present everywhere at the same time, but his manifested present is not. And I I sense that he wants to do something different with today's service. Um, He's pulling me out of my comfort zone um, and and not sticking to the notes so much and, 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 and freeing me up so that I can speak to you from the heart of the Father. He's calling us back to him. There's some things that you know to do, but you haven't been doing. In your private, personal devotions. Um, If you can go week after week, day after day without studying the scriptures, there's something wrong. But you make sure you have healthy meals, right? You make sure you get your meals in, you get your water in, your shows in. But God wants us to, to desire the glory of his word, the light of his word. Some of us love the light of our Instagrams more than the light of his word. And so that's what God is calling for, and he's coming after. Um, regression versus progression. There is no standing still in the, in the walk of faith. Either you will be burned. You will burn for him or be burned by him. He is an all consuming fire and God is a jealous God. And he's jealous over our walk with him. He's jealous over our talk and our conversations. God wants more than your heart. He wants every moment of your life. He just doesn't want a thought. He wants every thought. He, he wants to always be on your mind because you're always on his mind. Go to Revelation chapter 3 as I conclude. This is going to be the shortest message you heard PD ever preach. Revelation chapter 3. And Cleveland says, I doubt it. Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Glory to God. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Revelation chapter 3. Um, progression in the spirit, progression. Everybody said progression. progression. We need to be progressing in the spirit. We need to be running this race. And once again, eternity awaits for us. And we do not want to have any regrets in this life. I, I, I do want to make us aware of that, that, that when we step into glory, what, what would our life look like? What did you give yourself to? Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. And to the angel of the church of Laodicea, write the words of the A- amen, the faithful, true witness, the beginning of God's creation. Now, he, he's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the amen. The word amen it simply means so let it be. So Jesus is be. He is who he says he is, the amen. So be it. Um, he's the faithful. If no one else is faithful, Jesus is faithful. Do y'all agree with that? He's a faithful God. Um, Jesus is the true witness and he's the beginning of God's creation. Now, that does not mean that God created him. He is not. Cre- he's not created. But that it simply means that creation is built around him. Amen. He's the beginning of creation. He's the great I am. And he goes on and says, verse 15, I know your works. How many know that God knows our works? Uh, The the problem that I think that the Lord will say to us is, do you have any works?
2: I know your lack of works. And I do believe there is a healthy place of of focusing on Christian works.
0: I don't believe that we've produced enough works as a church
2: and as individuals. I don't want to make it to heaven and not have any works completed for Jesus. I
0: know we're not saved by works, our works, but we're saved to work. Y'all know Ephesians 2.10. God saved us to work. Everybody say "God God saved us to work. Verse 15, I know your works. Could he say to you, he knows our works or our lack of works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. God wants us to burn for him. He does not want us
2: to be in a place where we're lukewarm. Thank you, Lord. And it goes on. It says, For you say I'm rich, and I have prospered. I need nothing. Now realizing
0: that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich, and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen. And Slav to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. And the one who conquers, I grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's look at this. He says, "Um, to those, verse 19, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. How many know that we need to welcome the disciplines of the Lord, the corrections of the Lord? God has a right to correct you. Come on. And he does it through leadership. It's not always that you and Jesus I'm so sick of people saying, I want Jesus, but not the church. No, you don't want the Jesus of the Bible. You want another Jesus. You cannot have Jesus without his body. And so when God brings correction, he's going to deal with us through leadership. Come on. Don't think that you're so high and mighty that you don't need nobody. That you don't need nobody to correct you. There are people who, who will leave a church because of the correction of the Lord. Or they're uncomfortable, somebody took my seat. Or, or some, you know, people leave for different reasons. And they and mainly it's because of because of offense.
2: Or they say, oh, I'm not getting fed. Well, feed yourself and come and, and feed somebody else. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like, could it be that God wants you to get you to a place where you're a blessing? And you're adding to the supply of the spirit at the church instead of taking away from it. Oh, so sometimes people say, well, I, I, I know all the jokes and I know all the stories and, and, I, I, and I know where he's going to go. The next part. So what? Yeah. Repetition is for your safety. It's the mother of education. Yeah. Glory to God. We must cultivate a more reverence in our services. Our gatherings are not for the purpose of socializing. Did y'all hear me? Um, it is for us to fellowship with God and with each other. I do believe uh, Minister Angel actually talked about fellowship um, a couple years ago. And when church becomes more social, then you can expect the manifested presence of God to not be there. Don't come to church to be to socialize, but to actually hear from God. You may not like people in your church, <laughs> but it doesn't mean, I and mean, when I say like, it doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with people at your church. It doesn't mean that you have to go on vacation with people in your church. Are you you hearing me? But what I'm saying is that there should be a common salvation. Amen. Uh, There should be a a, a love that is formed in, in a bond. Our gatherings are for the purpose of hearing from God and learning from him and how to walk with him and live out our faith and worship him. Refocus your purpose for coming to church. Why do you come to church? Why do you drive drive all across the towns to get here and park around the corner and walk a half a mile and come up some stairs to a storefront? Come on. Fellowship is fellowship is not socializing, but embracing the community that you're called to. Could it be that God will call you to a church that you don't want to be there? It's time to grow up spiritually. And your life will be changed forevermore. You cannot come in contact with the God of the Bible and remain the same. Right. Glory to God. And I'm telling you that just because you're not comfortable, uh, 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 it, uh, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. He's going to rebuke us. He's going to reprove us. And, and, and God is calling us to progress in the spirit. Everybody said progress in the spirit. How do, how do we seek God? How do we persuade, pursue him? How do we progress in the spirit? These are questions that people have asked throughout the years. Um, we must first realize he sought after us first. He loved us. Therefore, we respond. He went hard after us, so we go hard after him. He sent Jesus and reached out his hand hand to a rebellion group of people. So we must embrace this God because he embraced us first. Knowing God is the focus of Christianity. And one thing that God has called me to emphasize is to know him, It's to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to to walk with him. I want to be with him. I, I want to love him so much every moment of every day. I want to give myself over to him. And God wants us as we progress in the spirit, he wants us to give ourselves over to God. Give ourselves over to the things of God. He wants to, he wants to move us to a place where we're, 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 our day is not full of complaints, but full of prayers and full of praises and worship. Glory to God. Christ died for us to know Him. He died. He died. And I was driving the other day, I think I was driving around here, and I was just like, you know, what, what is this all about? What, what is it all about? Is it, is it about. Just comfortable lives? Is it about having the nice house, the nice job, the nice retirement plan? Is, 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 is it about, what is this about? That God is call, the God that we serve calls us to sacrifice. Sacrifice our lives. Okay, honey, can you get the song ready? I'll give myself away. Hey, uh, God calls us to sacrifice our lives for his glory.
2: Glory to
0: God. Glory to God. Psalm 27, as I bring this to a close. Psalm 27. Progressing in the spirit. What what are you talking about, Pastor Dwayne? Progressing in the spirit. Are you you progressing?
2: Are you progressing? Or do you come to church like some, some teens and play games on the phone while the
0: word of God is going forth? That is a reflection of your heart. Are are you texting? Are you social media while in church? That is a reflection of your heart. Could it be that the phone in, in this society is too much for you? That you have loved the likes of humanity more than the loves of God? Psalm 27 verse 4, one thing have I asked of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. David, it says, one thing I have asked of the Lord, I desire of the Lord. One thing that I desire of the Lord, that I may know him, that I may behold the beauty of his holiness. I inquire of you, Lord, I want to dwell in your house forever. Oh, God, let there be a desire. Let it be a consuming desire. Let, you be des- let, let that desire consume your very movement on the earth. That I just want to know him. I want to behold him. I want to love him. I want to praise him. I want God to get glory out of my life. Let the rest of my days get, make God get glory. God gave, did not give you the Holy Spirit so that he not get glory out of your life. You have him so he can get glory out of your life. If you're born again, he's on the inside of you. And he wants to bring glory to Jesus. And Jesus wants to bring glory to the father. Let's press on. Let's, 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 let's continue on in the things of God. Let's continue to know him. Amen. Let's not get, you know, I know some 46 first says, be still and know, but that's not talking about not progressing. Either you're, you're growing or you're not growing. All right, when the last time you got excited over a text? When the last time you got excited over your prayer time? If prayer is boring to you, then God is bored of your prayers. If you don't enjoy your Bible reading, God does not enjoy you reading it.
2: Restore the joy of your salvation. The excitement of, that you're saved, that you're not lost. Oh,
0: I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was dead, but now I'm alive. I know Jesus. I have the Holy Spirit. I have his word. I got this joy, this Jesus joy. Some of us need that type of joy. We're so full of doubt and unbelief, and and full of of grief and and full of um, disappointment and frustration that we forgot the joy of our salvation. The excitement of knowing that we're going to be with him forever. I'm telling you, I'm excited about going to heaven. I'm excited about seeing my loved ones. I got a lot of loved ones in heaven or not. And and, and I'm excited about not seeing them or seeing them. Uh, But most importantly, I'm excited about seeing him, that I want to be with him. I'm convinced. (laughs) I'm convinced that when I get to heaven, Jesus is going to be like, this is my man. Everybody get out of the way. Come here, come here, come here. I, I, I believe that with all my heart. He, he gonna be it's gonna be music. He gonna play some new addition. All like, just like just for you, for the religious folks. I'm gonna mess up the religious folks. Come on, come on, Bobby. <laughs> He's gonna push it aside. He's like, come on, come on. I believe that 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 that's gonna be that exciting. Amen. Amen. We go we go we're to I believe that each child of God has a right to feel that way about their father. That, that when you arrive, they said, man, they that knew their God, they did great exploits on the earth yeah. through their prayers, their giving. Their, they were faithful to their spouses and faithful to their kids and faithful in their jobs and faithful in their community. Come on. Yeah. Oh, they're the ones. Come on up. Uh, you've been faithful over little. Yeah. I'm going to make you ruler over much. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 I, I saw your faith. You overcame. Yeah. And therefore, I'm going to sit you at my right hand. And we're going to rule together. We're going to rule and reign with Christ. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we, we have this wonderful opportunity like never before. Let's not, let, let's not take advantage of our church, but be glad it exists. Amen. Amen. Pray for the prosperity of our church. We, we have opportunity that God has called us to impact other nations. Glory to God. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought that we, we would be called upon to, I, listen, opportunity came for me to not just go and do my own outreach and, and, and um, you know, um, kind of, um, what, what's the thing that we were working on? It was $200,000, um, the outreach, but we, it was a crusade the crusade, and God saw fit to put that on a pause
2: and now give us an opportunity to impact not a handful, but hundreds of pastors.
0: Everybody say hundreds. hundreds. So you know when you impact the pastors, you impact people. So God said, you know what, I, 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 want, to, I want to do something different. So I, I wanna I want to multiply your efforts and not just and God don't don't get it wrong, He'll He'll send me over there for one person. He'll send you over there for one person. But He says, you know what, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to minister to the pastors who will impact their people. Amen. Amen. And, and, so, and so I I we've been praying for the, the kind of fruit that will abound. Because you change one person, you could change the world. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And to the point that um, some older saints concerned, they wanted, they didn't want me to go by
2: myself. And one pastor said to me, he says, can somebody from the church go? I'll pay for them. And, and
0: I'm, I like solo. I like to go by myself. I love solo. It's like peace. Because I, I, when you got other people, you got to, I don't like this. I don't like this. It's too hot. And the dog is barking three o'clock in the morning, and the mosquitoes and stuff. Like, no, nah, we ain't got time for that. <laughs> but people want one woman of God is sowing. Another single mom. Everybody say single mom. Single mom. Sowed a seed of $500 towards it. She called me and said, come and get this seed. I didn't know what she wanted. She said, I need to see you. I said, OK, oh, Lord, what happened? Do I have to get my machete? (laughs) Do I have to kill her (laughs) ex-husband? What was going on? Uh, (laughs) But she wanted to sow a seed, handed me the seed. And I'm telling you, we have a wonderful opportunity. Let's let's progress in the spirit. I brought that up to say that we have opportunity. I I need people to pray. I needed y'all show up for church when I'm not here. Can you hear me? And I need you to pray. I I don't know how we can do this. Uh, Back in the day, I would have had everybody on an hour, every hour. But we're not going to do that to you. We're not going to do that to you. But at least take some time throughout the day, and we'll give you prayer directives. Because I'll be ministering about six times or more. Knowing me, I'm probably going to sneak at least five more services in. And, um, yeah, let's progress in the spirit. Amen. Let me give you some tips.
2: we're in prayer or, or not <laughs> i i and i'm not going to look at anybody but i actually
0: i actually had the lord come to me and on two to three occasions in the last 3 days and talked about their sexual sin here and and god wants you to confess to him and, and, and I, I saw things such as porn. I, 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 he showed me computers. And um, the Lord just wants you to, he, he doesn't want to embarrass you. How many of know the Holy Ghost doesn't embarrass anybody? Come on, raise your hand. The Holy Ghost doesn't embarrass anybody. So if you are involved in sexual sin, you are involved in pornography, repent this day, and th- there's mercy, and there's healing, and there's deliverance, all for you. And it's at the cross of the Christ. Amen. That history it can be washed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. And there is no condemnation. So you come within your heart and you say, Father, I, I return back to you. I have sexually committed a sin, whether with another person or with my eyes or my ears or my instruments. Repent this day for there's mercy. And there's grace, whether you married or not. How many know that marriage does not solve lust? It actually magnifies it. Did y'all hear me? It actually magnifies it. And so if that's you, there's no judgment. There's forgiveness and deliverance this day. All right. So he came to me two to three times within the last three days. And he says there's sexual sins in the church. All right. Let me go. Let me give you how reason how to progress in the spirit. All right, here we go. Y'all ready? Say I'm ready. Now, don't get scared now. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I know I have tipped into something that, that I've been resisting for a while. And, and my wife called me out on the carpet about a year ago on this. And he says, you, you need to stand up and take this. And I got the prophetic word that he gave me, that she gave me. And I'm seeing things. I sense things. And I'm praying for you. And if you are a part of this body, God sometimes gives insight for us to pray and to restore. And my wife can tell you there's times that I've cried and and my heart was broken over things. Am I lying? You know, and, and, and that's what God does for pastors. Amen. All right. So let me give you some ways to progress in the spirit. And these things are familiar, but don't let it be so familiar that you take it for granted. So the first thing I'm going to say, you know, if you know me a little bit, you know, I'm going to talk about the word. If you're going to progress in the spirit, you got to get in the word. Um, there, there's a lack. There's a lack of people not reading their Bibles
2: in our church. Yet yeah, we call ourselves a word church. When the last time you sat down and read and 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 digested the Bible I'm not saying that you got to be there
0: 8 hours cause God you know
2: sometimes people do extreme
0: stuff I'm going to spend 8 hours in my word and then don't take the next 8 months and spend in the word y'all hear what I'm saying and so God is more concerned about he rather much have you have you have 15 minutes every day than 8 hours every 8 months and so the word everybody say the word So I'm not going to put a, uh, just go on and on. But if you're going to progress in the spirit, you got to have his word. Number two, prayer. Everybody say prayer. Prayer. God wants us to pray more than just bless me. Bless me. You know, enlarge my territory. There's more things in prayer that deals with prayer than just our needs being met. There's some mysteries that need to be prayed out. There's some things. After the youth left um, on Friday, it put me in a, a state of prayer. I found myself praying in the spirit. I couldn't stop praying. Prayed here a little bit, walked around, and then I got in the car and I drove home praying. And then I came here yesterday praying, and then I was at the office praying, and then I left um, saw me and Alfred here praying to pass 1 o'clock, praying in the spirit. Praying out the plan of God. And I saw them do something. That I'm going to call them on the carpet. Before they start recording for the announcements, they, they knelt here and prayed and asked God to bless the work of their hands. Did not know that. I, they didn't know I was watching. But God sees the kind of efforts that they're making and sacrificing. I think Alfred lives here, honestly. I'm like what are you doing here he's like pastor I just want you to know if you hear a noise because sometimes I'm here at 10, 30, 11 o'clock and I'm like who's next door (laughs) and he's working on stuff and so and God sees those things amen so the first thing is the word then prayer you got to be a person of prayer pray with your people pray with your family I've, I've neglected that pray with your family more lay hands on them the third is fasting everybody say fasting now uh, what some have called fasting is not biblical fasting. Taking a break from social media is not fasting. That's consecration. Daniel fast is really not a Daniel fast, but it's, it's a consecration. Um, fasting means abstaining from food. All right, we're gonna leave
2: that there. All right. So, um, and number four, you you gotta unplug from the world. Uh, we we
0: we. I found myself years ago praying this, strip the world off of us. There, there's some worldliness on us. And sometimes when we think about worldliness, we, we may think about um, sinful things. But there's some, there's some world, world way, ways of thinking that isn't right. right. We got to allow the spirit of God. When you pray and you get in the word of God, God will strip the world off of you. There's some things that we inherited from our parents. And there's some things that we borrowed from our friends that we allow to control us. And and J.P. Phillips' translation of Romans chapter 12, it says, do not allow um, the spirit of the age to squeeze you in its mold. Some of us have been molded in the world. We talk the world. We laugh at jokes that the world laugh at. We we, we talk dirty. I mean, it's wrong for us to laugh at a dirty joke. Don't
2: don't be don't try to impress that man or that woman or that gossip. It's, it's best to say, no, I'm not going to go there. You're not going to allow
0: me. I'm not going to talk about that, pastor. I'm not going to talk about that woman or God or that man or God. I'm not going to make fun of my co-workers. Come on. I'm not going to preach against my or talk about my, against my job. The very channel that God uses to meet your need, and you, you're talking against it. Uh, I, I can't stand this company. Then go, go work for another company. I want to be an entrepreneur. And, and most entrepreneurs fail, right? At the beginning, what well, takes about seven years, maybe, uh, give or take. Uh, and, but complain about cu- customers and clients. And uh, come on, we, we, we cultivate gratefulness. And, 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 and refrain from your mouth. Some of us, our mouths get us in trouble. Glory to God. Let's just pray here. And I, I, I want to encourage you to make progression in the spirit, progressing in the spirit, the word, prayer, fasting, um, and unplugging from the world. We, we got the world. We got too much world in
2: us. Let's get a lot of more heaven in us. Amen. Let's think about heaven. Let's think about heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Did you come to church to, to, to hear how, how wonderful you are? Or did you come and hear how wonderful he is? True preaching will bring conviction and reproof and correction. And, and, and I, I, I do believe in the prosperity
0: of God's people and I do believe and God blessing his people with
2: things. But there's something more he's after. Huh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's some who, who are, and I've seen it because I've been part of churches
0: where people, the church was hungry. They wanted revival. You know, you can want something... You, you, can th- you can seek God so much that you end up missing him because you're, you're seeking the wrong thing. They wanted a revival. They wanted a change on the earth. And
2: I, I think every Christian wants that. They want revival. They want God to have his way in that sense. But what's more profound than that, more than a physical eyes
0: been open, the spiritual eyes being open, and more than just an outpouring where we're we having, I don't, I don't know what some think of revival of uh, ongoing, like, services, <laughs> like everybody comes and they pray and they pray on, realistically, how do you live like that? Like, really, can we have a service where it's ongoing, it's 24-7, uh, we couldn't handle it. Right. We, we got work and different stuff. And, and, and I'm not saying that God won't do those things and, and we welcome those things. But what's more profound is a life lived out stronger than a movement or encounters. I mean, you know, it, we, we need more than just encounter, an encounter
2: with God. We need encounters. So let's pray. Father. We want you. We want you. Come on! I want you to use your words and tell Father God, tell Jesus, tell the Holy Spirit. You want them. We want you. We want you. Come on, with your own words. Join me, standing. We want you. We want you. Come on, cry, cry with a sincere heart. We want you. We want you, Father. We
0: want you, God. We 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 gotta have you. I know we have you, right? <laughs> But we, we, we want to progress in the spirit. We want to press on to know you, Father, and we consecrate ourselves to you. We consecrate ourselves to you. We dedicate ourselves to you for the will of God, for the will of God, for the will of God. Ah, come on, let's give ourselves to him for the will of God. Oh, God, we consecrate and dedicate ourselves to the will of God. Even as Jesus did, Jesus was in the garden. He says, "Not my will, but your will be done." So, so let's let's give ourselves over to the will of God, and you, you know, it might just be a little thing of saying, "You know what? Let's let's bring back family devotions. Let let let's let let me let me refrain from talking too much on the job. Let let, let me let me not watch or, or hear um, profanity like that. Uh, let, let me pull back on those things." Whatever he's calling you to do, let's dedicate ourselves to the plans and the purpose of God.
1: That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.